0: Welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast that spotlights truly inspiring individuals who have taken a leap of faith and left their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, to pursue their passion, otherwise known as their cocktail. I'm Janae Green and I'm so excited to be here today with the ladies of Amsterdam Ave Series, Pooja and Dion.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited so to be here.
0: tell me a little, okay, so we met actually, we met at Soho House, right? Mm-hmm. At the like wind down that they have and the reason we hit it off is I feel like we were both working on different projects but I had a similar like base so tell me a little bit about first of all you guys and what you were doing before and how you guys met because I also think that that's like a really cool story yeah. um yeah so give us a little background
2: yeah um so yeah I'm Dionne hey <laughs> um I'm from the Netherlands um and when I was 17 I I graduated high school I moved to Amsterdam and I started studying at the university, but after a month or so, I was like, I can't do this Yeah, I'm not ready. Yeah.
0: What were you um, studying?
2: Media and culture. Okay. Yeah. And I dropped out um, pretty soon after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not um, for you. <laughs> not.
2: I, I thought it was like, quite interesting because at least it was about film and stuff. Yeah. So I thought that was fun, but it was. I was just not ready to study. Yeah. I did not did
0: you, like you not like it? the structure? and?
2: Yeah, you know, I was just distracted. I yeah. just moved to Amsterdam, lived on my own. Mm-hmm. Like I was having a good time. Where are you
0: from? From
2: um, from around Rotterdam. Okay, my family's all around there. Okay,
0: so you moved yeah. to Amsterdam on your own.
2: Yes. I Did,
0: did you know anyone there? Um, no. Wow. So, uh, but that's... I joined a I joined
2: a sorority. You know. Okay,
0: so that's how yeah, you yeah, met people that's once how you met
2: people. Okay. and The sorority system there is a bit different. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It's not bound to a university itself. It's not, like, Greek letters. Or okay, no. okay. Oh, that's kind of a
0: core concept, though. It's
2: more like everyone's on their Air Max and, like, oh. drinking beer and, uh, and T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was distracted with that. But, so, yeah, I, I dropped out of school and I got some random jobs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, working in, like, a suit store for... For men's
0: suits. Awesome. And, um, Any interest in retail, or was that just something to make some money? It
2: was just something to do okay. and to make some money. Um, I wasn't great at it, to be honest, but um, it was it was something to do. Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. And I also was a waiter at like those little boats that go over to canals mm-hmm. um, to, like, yeah, so cool. surf yeah. people that's drinks. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of
1: reminds me of Kieran's jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true.
2: It's all just, like, random campers. jobs. Yeah, and the people would go for dinner, like, on the, on the side of the shore. and Yeah. We, and I would just hang out with the captain, like, oh
0: my chilling.
2: Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun.
0: Yeah.
2: But then after the year... I still had to obviously go to college, so right. I enrolled in International Business Administration, mm-hmm. um, and on the side I was already doing some theater stuff, and okay. singing and dancing and acting. Cool.
1: Um,
2: and after graduating that, finally I moved to New York mm-hmm. um, to study at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, to study oh. acting. Mm-hmm and after that I first moved out to LA where I was acting and auditioning and everything Mm -hmm. and then um I ended up producing and writing Mm -hmm. my own work and I started Fountain Avenue Productions um yeah also because you know there was such a the whole Weinstein case came out while I was living there Uh I had weird auditioning uh auditioning experiences while living there really yeah
0: and I was so were you kind of inspired by that moment to like produce something. Yeah. Is it, is it women's, folk, is your production company?
2: It is. It's okay. like, it's that's meant awesome. to all, to work only with female filmmakers that's or amazing. as much as possible. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I was clear that there was just such a lack in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I was just having a good time too, producing with like other female filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of where Pooja came on board. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so so mm-hmm. to back it up, um, yes. so when I was younger, I always thought that I kind of had to become a doctor. I know it's like mm-hmm. the typical like Asian parent yep. thing, but that definitely, yeah, that's yeah. definitely what was happening in my life. So actually, when I was just at home for Christmas, yeah. I saw these old journals of mine from when I was like eight years old oh that were gosh. like, I don't want to be a doctor, but I guess I'll just do it from when and you I, just was eight? I was eight. And I did not remember no that I didn't want that then. Too. You
0: like were meant for more from the beginning. <laughs>
1: Apparently, and I didn't even realize that. Yeah. But, um, so I did, I I went to Carnegie Mellon and I started out as pre-med, but I only took like two chem classes before realizing that it wasn't for me. I also, I kind of did a week long type shadowing internship in a hospital and just everything scared me. The needles and the blood and just like, it was a horrible fit. Mm. So, um, I switched to business school, within Carnegie Mellon and I was studying that and violin performance. Mm -hmm. Um, and Did you play the violin? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, pretty <laughs> extensively, I'm assuming. hmm Yeah. Okay. I've played violin since I was three. Amazing. So I think that was also... It's interesting how the different arts... Violin's obviously very different from acting and producing, but right. there's something about performing arts and the yeah. type of person who likes to do that mm-hmm. that just kind of carries over.
0: Yeah.
1: But so I was doing that mostly because I thought business is kind of vague and I could just figure out... Right. Like, you know, what to do next. Yeah, it's
0: kind of like a... like. Everything kind of falls under
1: business. Yeah. 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 What isn't a business at exactly. that point? So, like we are a business ourselves. Business. Right. Yeah. It's like parents approve too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like profits like involved with the exams and everything. Yeah, like so. economics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have a cold. I'm just going to say it now.
0: Get it out there. You've got your cough drops. You're prepared. Yeah, cough
1: drops. Uh, so, yeah, I was doing that, and I decided I wanted to work in fashion because mm-hmm. since I was a lot younger, I had this interest in fashion. It wasn't really founded in, like, the actual uh, roles that you end up in. It was more yeah. just, like, I loved watching the runway shows, and I loved mm-hmm. the actual clothes and, the honestly, the more creative aspects of it. Right. But I was in business school, and I thought, okay, what kind of jobs could I have in fashion that would pay well right. or like anything and
0: incorporate business mm-hmm.
1: right so I ultimately when I graduated I started working at Bloomingdale's and their buyer training program mm-hmm. so I did that and I had interned at Fendi the summer before so mm-hmm. I, I kind of worked in these different brands right. when I got there I realized just within like the first couple of days almost yeah. how different the actual experience of doing this was than than I thought yeah you know there's right. Like, the Expectation
0: versus reality is very real. Yeah. Especially in fashion.
1: Especially in <laughs> yeah. fashion. It
0: looks so glamorous from the outside and you like see what everyone's yeah. doing and then when you get in you realize it is well it takes you a lot longer to get to that glamorous point.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And also all the movies and stuff about fashion yeah. are oh my so hilariously yeah. not so true. Wrong true. At all. Yeah. Like, everyone's the, the like the a bitchiness
2: model. is kind of true, but then That the part, part is very
0: true. Yeah, the rest is but funny. it's like the way that like they all have clothing allowances, and they can walk in the fashion closet and get whatever. Yeah. I'm just like...
1: It's so funny. They're also all wearing, like, stiletto heels. Yeah, and day.
0: designer... Like, the, the entry-level people are wearing, like, designer everything. And it's just like, you can't even afford to, like, walk into a designer retail store. Right? No,
1: and it's, and if you could and you did that, your boss would probably hate you. Because, yeah,
0: because like, they're like, oh, well, she thinks that she's too good for... That's <laughs> yeah. all true, yes. Which is
1: so funny, because you thought... That, like, going into fashion, you should look the part. You should look that way. But then, like, it doesn't work. It's like you're
0: damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: And also, the big thing for me was just corporate culture. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we don't know about that in in college. We don't really know what that is. I mean, I know we do internships, but it's not the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I was so shocked about having to sit in just this one cubicle and just, you know, kind of just be on Excel all day. And there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah it's it's,
0: just not for everyone though
1: yeah and I think and I think for me what ended up being the biggest issue was the end goal of what I was doing was just to like sell I was in hosiery okay so it was like (laughs) to sell socks and pantyhose not
0: something you're passionate about I'm assuming and
1: then after that it was to sell like underwear because I was in (laughs) intimate So, I was just kind of like, this isn't actually fashion, and yeah. I'm also not getting paid that much. So, I'm not sure why. Like, what am I doing I'm here? here? Yeah. But mm-hmm. then I ended up having a job called, um, at a company called Video Fashion. Mm-hmm. That was a production company that covered Fashion Week. So, I really was a producer. Cool. Yeah. And that was, that was something closer, I think, to what I. Right. You were like going in I mean. the right direction. Yeah. So, it was cool. I it was the first time I really got to be on any set. It wasn't the same as the kind of sets that we're on now, of course, but still, um, you know, we had a cruise, and I was in charge of them, and I did interviews with different people at Fashion Week, the designers, the models, mm-hmm. and um, while this was all going on, Dion and I were kind of talking about the idea of... And maybe... how'd you
0: guys meet? I want to back up into
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> how you can, like, <laughs> came into each other's lives. Right, right, right. It's pretty crazy how we how we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's a it was about seven and a half years ago. Okay, and uh, it's in the in the south of France in Saint Tropez. Um, beautiful place. Yeah, beautiful place. <laughs> one of my favorite places. Yeah, beautiful place, and we met. Very serendipitous <laughs> on a on a club night, mm-hmm. yeah, going were you out.
0: Both with your own group of friends, or were you traveling alone?
2: Yeah, I was traveling with my family, and I was there with my brother and my friend, mm-hmm. and we um we were uh, we were only there for
1: like one night, I mm-hmm. think. So that night we went to the club, yeah, and that's where Pooja yeah. was. Mm-hmm. I was there <laughs> with a friend too. I, I had just finished studying abroad, like in the summer, and mm-hmm. I just kind of stayed. Yeah. travel, and so I was there for, like, a nine-day trip with my French friend. Amazing. It the first time I had been there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we were both, yeah, we were both studying
2: uh, right. business at the time, and, um, well, my brother actually liked Pooja's friend, mm-hmm. um, so he, he like, tried to flirt with her, Yeah, and our groups kind of merged. Got it. Because I was like, how does
0: one meet their future business partner at the club? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. That's I know. kind of magical. <laughs> It's also so it's funny. like go out, go partying. You may meet your future business partner. Or your like future like best friend. You never, you never know. You don't know, really don't
1: know
2: where you're gonna yeah. meet people. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, we had no idea. Also then, obviously that was gonna be like this. Right. But we ended yeah. up talking and well Puja was from New York and obviously I was already I was already obsessed with New York at yeah. the time. I never even no, I had been there at the, at the time, but still. Um, so we we just exchanged like Facebook, yeah. You know, we became Facebook friends. <laughs> we became Facebook friends. <laughs> Facebook
0: friends. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just social media.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, Puja was studying at CMU and. I was watching some. Uh, I was watching Smash at the time. That mm. that show about Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Um, and a couple of the actors went to CMU for acting, okay. and I was like, "What is a school like?
0: Yeah. Why is everyone going there? Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I realized that Puja went there too. So I asked her about it. Yeah. Um. So that's how we got to talk again.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then we kind of just stayed in touch. We were yeah. both in New York, you for the acting program. Uh, yeah,
2: I came for a summer program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were here for an intern, Yeah, internship. I was at NYU. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we hung out. Mm-hmm. You guys
0: weren't rooming together at that point? No. Were, are you roommates?
1: We're not. No, not, no. Okay. Not. <laughs> We've lived together, we like, over be. different periods of time. <laughs> okay, you've been roommates-ish. Kind of, yeah. 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 Okay.
2: It's, and so, it's like, we see each other basically every day. You okay. Know? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe <laughs> best that you don't live together, so there's, like, a little bit of distance. I don't
2: know. Like, I feel like we're so used to each other. Yeah.
1: That yeah, you
0: could.
2: It it's almost good? like yeah. we still
1: do, even though we don't, because yeah. we still see each other every day. Right. Like, I guess we have, like, different fridges of food. Yeah, <laughs> that's. But it's the same. It's food. the same food, though. And like we, we eat, eat the same. both of it. Yeah. that's
0: hilarious. <laughs> it's
1: actually kind of silly if you think about it.
0: Though. A little bit. You're like, why are we paying two different? Yeah, for... that's true. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but we we also go on like trips, like, and we've been on a tour for the yeah. show, and yeah. Um. So we. Sp- spent a lot of time together yeah. yeah yeah
0: so then okay so back to what you're saying about you were in LA and you wanted to create your production company yeah and then this is when you guys kind of got into business together or when did that happen
2: um yeah Puja visited me in LA mm-hmm. and I was casting a short film okay. at the time um I wasn't going to cast I, I was going to work with a friend um, the friend couldn't do the short film, so then I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to cast someone. Yeah. I've never done that before. Right. And you were kind
0: of just hoping to use your resources. Yeah, like, exactly,
2: yeah. because I also was working with um, a friend who was a cinematographer, mm-hmm. and she sort of gathered a crew of female filmmakers from uh, UCLA, where mm-hmm. she went. Um, so it was all kind of set up already, and then I needed an actor. Right. Um, so that's how we... we made a casting call and did the auditions ourselves which felt really wow, funny at the time it was time. wild it was wild <laughs> i was
1: also working at dior and so okay. i just took full time yeah full time so i just so when took were you doing when did you days. find
0: oh my gosh yeah okay. I took vacation days and
1: i they were i was so pushy about my days too was i was it over like thanksgiving uh, the first time i it was over thanksgiving and then i came back I just kept going to L.A. and I kept being like, I really need to hear back on these vacation days. Like, I need to know. Yeah. And they were like, chill. Like, are these approved? Yeah. They were like, you were just there. Right. But I was like, yeah, well. Did they know
0: what you were doing when you were taking these vacation days? No. Okay.
1: I think, you know, I had friends That you worked
0: with that kind of knew what your interests were. They knew I was in L.A. Right. But they
1: didn't really know that. We were seriously People holding auditions. Yeah. I yeah. did not know it was brewing secretly. Right. <laughs> and yeah. the casting experience was just wild because it was just so crazy to see like a character that was made up that the description is here and then you have like 10 versions of that yeah. in front of you and they all do exactly what is written on the script like if it says to, like, act insane and cry, like, that's what they're going to do in this room yeah. with Yeah, it's like, yeah. a lot of power. <laughs> and it yeah. was also, like, it was a pretty intense script. Yeah.
2: Um, based on, like, a, an ex-boyfriend, basically, mm-hmm. um, who was kind of, yeah, he was aggressive. Bipolar. Yeah, I was yep. bipolar, and, well, that's what I think, at least. And he, yeah, and I wrote a script about that, basically, happened... Based on my own experiences, yeah. Uh, so Pooja was reading with the, with the actors, mm-hmm. and at some point they like have to hit their own head, and
1: oh, that's interesting. yeah.
2: So the, <laughs> and then like the other character is like, no,
1: stop, please stop. And I really meant it when I said that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, some really? of those people... Because some of them, you know, they would just kind of not... Yeah, they wouldn't deal. actually hit their own head. Right. Yeah. But would
0: just... some would, like, fully commit
1: and, so, like... Yeah. And, yeah, some of them really took it to, like, another level. Which I also feel so bad about them time. because I
2: wrote it and... But I obviously don't want them to hurt themselves mm-hmm. at obviously.
0: any time. So. Wait, that wasn't the intention. No, It was not just, not like, getting into character.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I was like, stop it. Yeah. Please, stop, stop it. You know, really, stop it. Yes, I was, like, getting really into my reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was such a wild experience that this is something yeah. that people could do and also as a job. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. the beginning of everything. It
2: was kind of the beginning. And then we started writing, right, because we, we basically had two ideas. We had the idea for a show that was about, like, international people in New York Mm -hmm. who come to New York to follow their dreams. And we also had this other idea, which is a vegan comedy musical web series. Kombucha-cha-cha. Sounds interesting. (laughs) So that's what we started with. Okay, and it just started the gonna, vegan, com- the yeah. kombucha cha cha. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and it just started out with like silly iPhone videos. From, oh, where we gathered
0: that some friends.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, it's comedy. Even it's based so off light. the name, I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun and light and comedic, and yeah. especially yeah. for me having not gone to acting school, it was a nice way to kind of ease in because yeah, it was so wacky that right. you're just forced to just do kind of like just. Be very lucid, up. Yeah. yeah. And also, there were there were music videos in it, and I play violin, so I mm. played violin in them. Okay, yeah. I wish I could write the
2: music for it. Right. And for me, it was fun too, because I'd known more drama stuff, mm-hmm. so it was kind of fun to do like something more wacky and yeah. lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so then we started producing actual episodes for it.
0: Awesome. Um
2: so we did like, so we did four episodes, mm-hmm. all very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um and then in the same time we were working on the other show and okay. sort of developing that idea further. Okay. Um which is and now we made that other show. Which is that's called – That's the exciting part. So that's yeah. your cocktail. So tell
0: us about yeah, your cocktail. That's, that's, our cocktail. <laughs> that's our cocktail.
2: Yeah, it's called Amsterdam Ave. Yes. Um it's a six episode web series. Mm-hmm. Um it's we so we wrote it, we produced it, and we star in it mm-hmm. as Maya and Kieran. And my character Maya is from the Netherlands. Um, she's biracial. Mm-hmm. She moves from Amsterdam to New York to become an actress. Yes, and she lives with her boyfriend, her fiance actually yes. in Amsterdam. Um, so she kind of has to make that difficult choice of following your passion versus. Right. Your relationship
0: which is such a choice that we all are
2: people have to make constantly yeah I feel like that's
0: like one of the biggest things especially with women it's like do you go and do what you want or do you stay and see where your relationship goes
2: exactly Mm. and also with her I think she doesn't have the best relationship Mm. so it's like some relationships I think are totally fine can do it yeah but for them there are I don't think they're in that great of a place, or she doesn't... probably couldn't
0: stand the test of like her going. Well, you'll see. <laughs> well, you'll see. Yeah. Oh, we gotta tune in. To <laughs> we gotta tune that. in. <laughs> but
2: like, she—I don't think she feels like she has the space to fully be who she wants to be. Got it. Or explore who she really is. Yeah. Um, so she sort of gets the chance to
1: do that. Yeah. And um, so that's my character. And then my character, Kieran, she's Indian American like I am. Yeah. She's working in a corporate fashion shop. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> Don't know how I came up with Weird. that. Weird. And she's basically in this cubicle-type job, yeah. but she aspires to be a DJ. So she's DJing on the mm. side. That's her cocktail Yeah. Is being a DJ. So um, she basically has to make this decision of what to do when yeah. – she's presented with an opportunity to kind of go to Amsterdam and pursue DJing since that's such a big scene there. Yeah. Um. So ultimately, without giving too much away, they end up doing a house swap, switching places mm-hmm. between New York and Amsterdam okay. to uh, follow their dreams.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I feel like, so that's why I was so excited because Amsterdam is so similar to Cocktails Over Coffee. It's like in the show, that's literally what she's struggling with and what she's like going through.
1: Yeah, and yeah. we've been asked a lot about kind of how much of that struggle is real in us yeah and it's interesting because even though that the specific details like you didn't have a fiance i wasn't a dj and mm-hmm. i'm still not a dj right. um but other than those things they the overall spirit of it it's kind of is similar kind of similar yeah yeah
0: so in making this because you're completely done the se- the series the season is done Yeah, yeah. first season right first season. um what was that like? How Were there any challenges along the way? Were you guys kind of figuring things out? Did you do a lot of research before you started? Like, what was that whole process like?
1: It's yeah. been a long road. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long road because... How long? Know, um, For this rendition, the rendition that became six-episode mm-hmm. web series, yeah. it's been about a year and a half. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Um, But before that, we had written a pilot, and we had just been developing this idea for like months and months and months because yeah. you know you write your first version in and you have mm-hmm. to see what's going to register the best and right. then you get older and you get more insight and yeah get, exactly. you put that in yeah it becomes more personal too <coughs> mm-hmm. like you like we
2: started from a broader place and like as more as we talked about what the show is actually going to be about yeah. what's important to us it became more and more personal
0: yeah
2: and um Still, a point that we felt like the script was ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then we went into pre-production, and we didn't have that long of a time of pre-production. Okay. Um, but it was, like, I'd say a month, month and a half, okay. which is pretty crazy. And then we had an eight-day shoot in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two weeks off for, like, our New York part, and then we had a nine-day shoot in New York. Wow. Um, and straight. That was, yes. yes, Yes, all of them straight
0: do not recommend that <laughs> and at um, this point were you guys doing this full time yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah had, you had to. had to we had to right yeah, yeah there was
1: a point at Dior where I basically just decided the workplace environment was getting more and more toxic yeah. and we were getting more and more serious about our projects yeah and it, all of those things honestly I'm not sure if, if it hadn't gotten so bad mm-hmm. if I would have left you know being comfortable with a with a job that has benefits and everything. That's really scary that moment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. But I think it got so bad that I thought I have to leave this anyway and I might as well leave it to do what what I really want to do. Right. Um, And so then we just started working on a full time bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: What was the process like of like leaving your job?
1: Like, were you nervous? Were, Were you just like so ready? It's funny because it wasn't premeditated. Like, we had talked about when eventually I would leave my job. And mm-hmm. we had talked about how maybe mm-hmm. in a couple months or later this year or something. Yeah, yeah. And then one day I went in and it was horrible. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, there, there was a boss who's now been fired. Um, but at the time... She was just kind of wreaking havoc on this department that I was in, yeah. and people were leaving right and left because of her. I think ten or twelve people or something. Oh so it definitely was a pattern. Yeah. And um, when one person left, I became the next. You know, one yeah. kind of targeted. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought, I don't know why I'm here. Like I know, obviously, I'm here because of the paycheck, but yeah. there's got to be another but, way. Like to get really,
0: a in life, why am I here? Yeah, yeah. and also
1: like. My mental health is going. I can't sleep at night. I'm getting so anxious to come yeah. in every day. Yeah. Um, this person is a bully and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what? I was, I think, how old was I, 25. Yeah. And I thought, I'm still young enough. I can figure this out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, like, that's the beautiful thing about doing it some so early on is that, like, you're literally only responsible <laughs> for yourself. So you can make that right. leap of faith and not worry about, like, you know, you're you're going to figure it out. You have a support system. You have friends. You have family. Like... It's a little bit less scary than if you are a little bit older and you have a family to think about and oh yeah for sure you know yeah. so this is it's a good time to do it I think
2: yeah
0: especially true. if you have your something that you're running towards like just go like run
1: yeah yeah and that that's why I'm also so grateful that Dion she really introduced me to this whole world by including me in the projects because mm. I think if I didn't know what I was going towards which mm. I didn't for years that would be so much harder because. What are you supposed to do while you figure that out? Right. And while you're in your full-time job, how do you have time to figure out what you really want? Exactly. Unless you kind of take the leap. That's you have the to take way. it.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, it was like I had to, I took a step back to figure out what I wanted to do. So like once I quit my job, I went to Paris for the summer and that's where I figured out what I wanted to do because I couldn't do it while I was distracted in my full-time role because no. you don't really have time to reflect and to like think about like what's important to you. You really need to like be isolated and like figure it out.
1: Yeah, and also away from the voices of other people who are kind of imposing their opinions on what you should do based on what they think people should do, you know, most people would say definitely don't quit your job at Dior. Right,
0: Right. of course, they're like, that's "That's a dream job, why would you ever leave it?
1: Yeah, and only the people on my team who are working there know that it's it's not, it wasn't at the time anyway.
0: Yeah, and
2: what was also pretty crazy is that right after Pooja quit her job, mm-hmm. I had to go back to Holland because I was waiting for my visa to be renewed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so for a couple months there, I had to go back, and Pooja just quit her job. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so she came with me. Really? Yeah. Yes. I was like, what else am I doing? Why not? <laughs> yeah. So we just like, went there, That's and awesome. we did some production work there, since yeah. you know, at least uh, I knew some people. Yeah. So we could do some work there, and that was great. And then at the same time, we could write our script like yeah at, the, at that time the pilot yeah um and we could work out our ideas and sort of yeah be away from everyone else yeah um yeah we were staying at my parents house in like the small town yeah you know lots of nature I think it was good <laughs> for great.
0: Us. yeah for your mental health as well yeah. yeah
1: right and there's a strange expectation when you have like these high performing expectations of your community definitely the Indian community and also I just feel like both of our families are similar in that sense of expecting, Mm -hmm. you know, big things from us and they, they know the inner workings of what we were deciding to do because we were in contact with them telling them, but the rest, like all the friends and everyone in their banking jobs and consulting jobs, they expect like if you're going to quit to do this film thing mm-hmm. that you need to get into Sundance on your first try and that's the only way it's yeah. worth it yeah. so we need a time away from that from that yeah and just
2: all the commentary that you get so we had so
1: much to learn too and right. you yeah. can't do things unless you learn a little bit about it and you can't learn about it if everyone's telling you what are you doing? All the yeah and like yeah. we didn't
2: go to film school so we didn't have like a structured way of learning right, right. Mm-hmm. but we could still do it ourselves which right. we did. Yeah
1: and learn from our crews. Yeah exactly. Yeah
0: so what was like a, a challenge that you guys faced in this process?
1: Mm. Well we had budgetary constraints um, mm-hmm. for our our whole production yeah so we had to do it very low budget and mm. we had to work within all these different people's schedules, doing it in two countries, too. So um, it was really hard to finagle everything in a way that it would be really high production value and high quality, Mm -hmm. but still low budget. Mm -hmm. And we had a really good team of female filmmakers, both in Holland and in New York, that helped us out a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, We got some amazing talent, Mm -hmm. um, which made it look like we were higher budget than yeah. we actually were yeah. right? because we had Katherine Curtin who's from Orange is the New Black and Stranger Things. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I saw her on one of the um, the clips that you posted on social media and I was yeah. like, wow, that's amazing. And yeah, it does yeah. make it seem like you guys have a, a huge budget to work with. Yeah, we right. didn't.
2: And we actually, there was an actor in Holland that we worked with and was kind of shocked by the low budget and yeah. the low pay. And wasn't going to do it. And then we were like, well, listen, like, Catherine Curran is doing this yeah. for, like, the same amount of pay.
0: Right. So, did that change that this did. person? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're not used to that. You yeah, know? I feel like in, at least here, they're a little more used to low-budget projects. And right. Holland, it's more, I mean, he was also a soap star, you know, so yeah. Got, like, got it, you got know,
0: it. So sense. you guys got pretty scrappy. Yeah, we
1: definitely. We did, And yeah. for locations, too, we had to think, you know, um where can we go that's going to be either a location owned by someone we know where we could mm-hmm. go for free mm-hmm. um extras we had to figure out like do we have any friends who would do this so we don't have to pay right. for all the extras yeah and so that was a big challenge i think yeah yeah that was huge and then afterwards we
2: did most of the post-production ourselves like i was editing mm-hmm. um at the same time puja was setting up like this whole tour for us which was also basically for free, yeah, um, with like partnering with organizations and stuff.
1: Yeah, we like slept on friends' couches yeah. and kind of partnered with places like LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, their headquarters mm-hmm. in San Francisco, the Dutch yeah. Embassy, which is so huge.
0: On. Like, those are amazing companies and businesses to partner with. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. We reached out cold for a lot of them. Some of them we had a friend working there. Amazing.
0: Yeah,
2: so basically, that's how we did post production. And then, yeah, we released all the episodes and I was editing until the very last day of the release, yeah, which is right wow. before Christmas. <laughs> um, so now finally in the new year, we got the chance to like start working on more press outreach yeah. and like in industry context. And how,
0: what has the response been? It's, it's been really good. Positive, yeah, uh, very positive. Yeah, like to
1: see what people thought all over the world in our screenings, Amazing. and it's awesome. been great. Um, yeah. The first six episodes, season one, are all online now yeah. on our YouTube channel, Fountain Avenue Productions. Awesome. Um, so people can just check it out there.
2: Yes. Um, post yeah. on Instagram. Also yeah. Out. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and throughout the whole tour, we're like so excited every time someone subscribes. We're yes. like, oh my
0: god, so subscribe! subscribe. Find right. <laughs> find them on YouTube on and also what are your Instagram so that they can. Yeah, um, you guys.
2: So our our Instagram from the show is dot The series. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal is Dion Vandenberg, Just my full name, and
1: mine is Winnie underscore the bouge.
0: Awesome. And so I like to wrap up every show with um, a shot. So that is basically something powerful and strong, but small that you guys want to pass on. Mm-hmm. So what shot do you guys want to give?
1: Well, I, I can start. Yeah. I would say um, the shot I would give is to try to drown out those voices um, mm. because I think for me that was one of the biggest barriers because yeah. um, it's not just like the voices start when you come up with the idea to do this thing. Right. They start from the time you're a child. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be really hard but when you look at other families who are maybe they're creative families and yeah. they have the, every, every different family has a different uh, set of ideals they pass along to their kid right. and whatever you want to do if it's not matching with the families I think or the friends, or whatever it is. Yeah. I think try to drown it out and really follow, it, be focused.
2: And mine is sort of related to that. It's like, it's listen to your that own inner voice that you have. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people do know what they want, but they're not allowing themselves to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But listen to it and then figure out what you can do mm-hmm. uh, to follow that. Like, everyone has a different set of circumstances. And yeah. Not everyone can maybe quit their job and do full-time what they want.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but there are ways that you can... Pursue whatever it is that you really want and make steps. Yeah. Um, and I feel like everyone can do that, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. it will make you so, so much happier. And yeah, drown out those other voices. Like, stop listening to other people's bullshit. Yeah.
0: Yes, that is important. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you for guys.
2: having us. There's and so everyone,
0: fun. check out Amsterdam Ave. I started watching a lot was Home Over Christmas, and it's hilarious. Oh, thank thank you. you. And even just following them on Instagram and watching, like, the little snippets, you'll see, you'll get a, a sneak peek into it, and you're going to be hooked. So, yay. Congratulations you. to you guys. And you too. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Exciting times. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next week for happy hour on cocktails over coffee.